Hello, welcome. It's uh, it's been a while. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> but uh, let's do this. We're going to have a conversation. It's been a while. Uh, so, what's the date today? Today, what is the date today? Oh, today. Thought you knew. Is uh, Tuesday, April nineteenth of twenty twenty-two. All right. And we just finished recording my next Genesis podcast, and we said in that one that we hadn't recorded another Genesis podcast since September 17th of 2021. Correct. Have we done anything since then? Have we done uh, another one of these? Or I forget. Or was that the last thing we did? That was the last thing we've done. Okay. We did the, the, the apology video. Which I can't even say why, because it'll get a ban from YouTube. <laughs> well, we did the apology video, and then we actually did, we actually did another. You, you did uh, Genesis study thirty-seven after that video, because you make a reference to the video. Oh, do I? Yep. So we at least got together. Oh, so, oh no. So that means that apology video was pre-September seventeenth. It was. I do remember that now. Yeah. So okay. So September seventeenth. Uh, 2021 was the last thing we recorded. So it's been a while. <laughs> and as you can see, we're back to being professional. And, Yay! Uh, this is going to be this is going to be very uh, very professional, very high quality, and <laughs> up to our usual standards. But on that note, I'm Brad. I should, and I'm Scott. And this is not about us. Oh boy. All right. We are back. Back as we always have been. Wow. <laughs> and I, I, I enjoy this. I enjoy this uh, this casualness, this uh, free flow. Whatever happens, happens. Let it go. Yeah, because once again, I'm not prepared. Um, I have one thing that I would I can talk about. Hopefully, it'll, people will find it interesting. But uh, we learned a valuable lesson in this last Genesis study that we forgot until about... I don't know, maybe about the halfway mark mm -hmm. to invite the one in that this is all about. Yeah. So we're not going to make that mistake again. No, absolutely. So Scott, would you uh, invite him in? Let's get this going. Yes. <sighs> Yahweh God, we thank you. We thank you and we praise you. Thank you. For all that you are. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you for creating us, but not just creating us, for loving us enough to want to include us in all that you do, to want to make us yours, for wanting to establish a covenant with us, for yes. wanting to, to have complete and total union with us. Thank you. I thank you so much for, for just your amazing love and your glory and your awesomeness. Yahweh God and I say in these dark times, because that sentence could have been said at any time throughout history. In these dark times, no matter when people hear this, no matter where they hear it, in these dark times, we just want to say, we love you. Yes, we love you. Be glorified. Be the light. Be... Be our friend, be our general, be our lover, be our God, be all that and more. Make us yours, God. Oh, please. We just want to be yours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for being our God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. And I say, amen, so be it, but I don't close the conversation with that. What do we got today? Well, so... well. I'm not going to bore everyone with why we've been gone and all this. You, you. Well, we, why not? We've we've talked it's about. Been a it. while. Bore away. <laughs> we've talked about it before. <laughs> I have baby boys. They take a lot of time. Awesome. I wish they were here. They're with mom right now. But I want to say, look at the babies. They're so <laughs> awesome. Uh, they take a lot of time. We've had some health scares here or there as we've been going along. Uh, good news for many months now. There's not been any of that. Um, but the catalyst that kind of got me back i've not wanted to be away and i've uh and i've been kind of struggling with that because i have not wanted to be away but i just feel like i'm not getting any sleep i have a job that i have to do 
I have the babies, uh, and and trying to do and trying to have a relationship with my wife and 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 the extended family and all this, and I just felt like I couldn't do this until God reminded me that of course I can, <laughs> you know, and so. Um, and, and that's something that I that I, I I will share with you. I hope you guys, because um, a lot of times I share dreams and they're they're personal, but I also have to believe that there's something in there that could help other people. I know for a fact that um, some elements of this dream helped Scott with his study, um, and he can talk about that if he wants to. But uh, well, we already talked about that in Genesis. Well, but uh... but uh, so this is not me being selfish and like, Oh, I just wanted to share this dream just because no, I, I, I can't help but believe that there might be something in there that's, that could help someone else. Um, but also I do like to have these on record. Um, and I, yeah, you know, I shared it with you in an email form, but sometimes it's really hard to explain something in <laughs> something visual uh, I mean, some of the best authors can do it brilliantly, but I'm not a best author, <laughs> you know, so trying to explain something beautiful or something terrifying that was a visual thing is kind of hard to do for me in writing form. So uh, I'm going to take a few moments. Uh, this was the dream that came to me that uh, helped remind me that God, even though I wasn't giving him much attention, he was still thinking about me and woke me up to the fact that, yes, we can do this. So on that note, um, first of all, this dream, I've had dreams that have that have uh, been uh, scary. Uh, you know, I've had God dreams where I've been I, I've been emotional wreck when I've woken up from them. Um, I've had ones where they start out silly and then get incredibly serious and then I ponder them for a while afterwards. This one, the, through the entire dream, except for a brief moment, everything was just interesting. I just was going through this dream, and then I was, what's next? What new thing's going to happen now? Everything was just interesting. That was the best word I could use to describe it. Um, but it starts out that I'm, I'm walking uh, down a street, just nothing special about the street, but I'm walking down the street, uh, and I have both my boys, my twin boys, who are uh, nine months at this point. Um, so you have an idea of how big they are. But I, I'm carrying one of them in each each arm. And I know we're going to go swimming. And it never, doesn't occur to me that we're not actually like in swim attire. I'm actually dressed kind of nice. Um, I have like a, like a collared shirt and then like a sweater over it and, and slacks. But... For whatever reason, we're going swimming dressed like that. <laughs> but um, so anyway, I'm carrying them, and and I carry them up a walkway that leads to this house. And as I start to try to get into the house, like there's like a a porch in front of the house, and there's already this crowd of people. And, and that's kind of the a theme of this dream too. There's just always seems to be this crowd of items or people, things that I have to kind of maneuver through. And it's not difficult, but it's just there's so many people. And so you have to do the, you know, go this way, go that way. And I know I have to get to this staircase that will lead me upstairs to where the pool is. So this pool is just in a house. I get to, I get to the stairs, I climb the stairs, we go up, and there's the, there's the pool. And the pool is, uh, is like up to my waist. And... I kind of think of it, if you've ever gone to like an aquarium, they have uh, they have like pools that are not too tall so you can reach over and you can actually touch some of the, the sea life and different things like that. So it's not very deep, this pool. Um, and I put the babies in and they're actually nine months old, but they're they're swimming around, they're doing okay. I, I get over the edge and I get in. And now the babies are not doing okay. They're starting to, you know, go under the water. And uh, a little bit of panic sets in that, oh, I got to I gotta bring them back up. They're, they're babies. They can't, you know, they can't breathe. But a voice, and um, let's talk about the voice real quick. It's always over my shoulder. It's, it's, there's somebody there, but I never really, like, 
focus on them. Um, so there, I mean, I know that there's a person there, but my mind doesn't make it anybody I know. Like sometimes in a dream, you know, your mind will just choose somebody that you've known. Sometimes even people you may not know, it just puts them in as a, but there's, it's, it's a, it's a nobody, but it's a somebody. And, uh, this voice follows me, this person and this voice always kind of out of, I, you know, out of my actual full vision, but they're always kind of following me around and they, and they say words here or there. This time they say, you know, and the babies are under the water, I'm concerned. And he says, you should try it. And I don't argue and I'm like, okay. So I go under the water. And this is, this is one of those moments where it's so hard to explain uh, what I saw. Because we are, we are under, underwater, but we're not. We're not really, we're not like in, in the water, like floating like we're in water. We're floating like we're almost in air, just kind of, you know. Like you imagine like outer space kind of floating in the, or, or what? But like you have more, like you have more ability. Like, okay. Um, almost like we're, we're on, you know, we've, we're, we have a harness on us. Like, you know, like, and now we're just being pulled up in the air and we can kind of swing around and do whatever we want. Okay. Not slow motion like space per se. And one of my babies, I see him. And he's just kind of floating, but he is so excited and happy and giggling and just having a blast. And the way I described it to you in the email, this is the best I can do. It's not like we're underwater per se. It's more like we're in, an, in the middle of a diamond. Because when I look around us and like the, out, the outline of my baby, everything is just very shiny. And it's got that kind of prism effect. So like when you're looking at a very shiny diamond and, uh, and you know, my other baby, he's also just floating in the background, just happy as all get out. Just, they're just giggling and having a blast. And, uh, and I'm now reassured everything's okay. So I decide that um, it pops into my head that there's a hot tub. And I decide that I want to go check that out. So... I stand up and get out of the pool and I leave the babies there because you know they're they're fine they're having they're having a blast doing what they're doing I get out of the pool and I'm walking towards the hot tub and that voice says um, how did he say it here he said he said uh, the hot tub is is not available um, someone has had an accident in there and I'm still interested so I go and I look over what should be this hot tub. And now as beautiful as that was, this is the complete opposite. And I don't necessarily feel any dread or anything like that, but I'm like, no, I don't want to go in there because it's disgusting. Um, it's blood, it's gore, it's feces. I mean, it's just disgusting in this hot tub. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at that. Not necessarily terrified. I described it to you as a murder scene because that—that's the best imagery I could give you. Is it just right. pools of blood and dried blood and you know all this nonsense. It's at this point where I'm considering the hot tub, but then it occurs to me that I'm going to be late for work. And the first thing that I worry about is that uh, I'm wet from being in the in the pool, and so I'm going to have to go home and change but the voice tells me and uh i i really i really liked this even though in the dream i didn't i didn't catch it but afterwards i really liked what he said because it's very true um he says you don't have enough time you're going to have to go as you are and you know that's a very christian statement you know i have to go to the foot of the cross as mm -hmm. i am you know so i when i when i thought about that later i was like i really liked the way the voice phrase that i'm gonna to have to go as i am because you know but for whatever reason i don't know if this is important to the dream or not but there's a mirror and and it's because i'm worried about this i'm worried about being wet and going to my job i think a lot of people would but there i see this mirror and i realize that my collar is crooked it's uh, it's been folded up and i know that when i just put my collar back to normal that i'll be dry and so i do that and i'm dry and then like these dreams do poof, I'm no longer there. I'm now somewhere else. I'm now standing in front of a building 
And I know this building is my job. And it's very similar as into walking into the house. There's a there's a like a dock door, and I'm gonna go through the dock door, but there's people. So many people. And so a similar kind of thing. I'm going through, going through, and then I get to a point where it's more open. Uh, the people are behind me, and I'm kind of like in a small like if you've ever worked retail, uh, like a back room location out of a retail store or or just a small little warehouse or something like that. But there is a fairly large opening that I can see where there are offices. And I know that my desk is through there. So easy enough. I just got to keep walking that direction. But as I try, as I try to go that way, things keep just popping in in front of me uh, to block my way. Everything from like just bookcases and all this kind of stuff and I climb over all of that but the biggest hurdle that gets in my way is, is a row of shopping carts appear and they, they're right in front of my path and they also are going like along this side of me completely blocking this entrance that's that I need to get through and so I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out and I'm standing at a point now where I got close enough to the opening I can actually see my desk it's just right there I just got to get over these shopping carts. I'll be through the entrance. My desk is the first one through the entrance. So I'm trying to contemplate how to get over these carts. And uh, as, I, as I think I have a plan, then I don't know if you've ever been to like a meat cooler or a place where they have those plastic strips that you have, that, that they're just, you know, thin plastic strips that you have to walk through. Well, these strips go down across the entrance of, uh, to the office area. And I realize, you know, I, I try to mess with them and I realize I'm not getting through. And I decide this is pointless. This is, I don't, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to work if I, if this is what it's going to be. And so poof, now I'm standing in a beautiful sunny day park. This park is gorgeous. And, and, and I'm, you know, I'm okay with this because that was frustrating. But now we're back to, Ooh, this is interesting. And the park this time, I'm not, I'm not smothered by people or things, but the park has got a lot of people in it, but no one's really crowding. There's just, they're just spaced, you know, um, I can't think of that painting, but there's that painting where it's just like a pretty day at a park and there's all these people and things are going on and whatnot. That's kind of what it is. There's just all this activity, um, but nobody's really getting in anybody's way. I, my, my attention is drawn to the sky and in even, uh, even in real life, not in dream mode, I love the clouds, the white puffy clouds. Uh, I think God is, you know, an amazing artist. And so I often find myself just staring off at the sky and, and seeing what he's doing. And in the dream mode, I go to do that. I'm looking up at these white puffy clouds. They're just gorgeous. I'm enjoying it. But then the clouds, all start to kind of converge into one spot and as they do that they start to turn gray and black more like storm clouds and then they take on the shape of an elephant so it's still a cloud but it's now the shape of it it doesn't become an elephant it's still a cloud and the elephant cloud uh, rears up on its on its back two legs uh, puts its trunk up as you know as, as far as it can go and lets out this loud, loud trumpet sound, and uh, comes crashing back down on its on its uh, four legs, and then very, very quickly runs around the whole perimeter of of the world that I can see, just the sky, just very quickly runs around all of this thing like it's charging after something, and it does that a few times and then just stops and just then the clouds are no longer thunder clouds or uh, storm clouds they're now uh, the beautiful white puffy clouds they start to spread back out and there's a, a brief moment where I look around wondering if anyone else is paying attention to this and no one is paying attention to it it was apparently just either me that saw it or this is just something normal to everybody else. And, and that was a concept that I thought of after the fact was, it's kind of how it is sometimes being a Christian. You see things that 
are different, but the majority of the people look at it and think it's normal or, you know, but anyway, I am still in this beautiful park. The clouds are back to normal. That's over. I am just looking around the park and I see a guy selling ice cream. He's got one of those, almost like a hot dog cart, but uh, it's actually got yeah. ice cream. And, uh, you know, I, I walk up to him and I think I want some, some ice cream. As I'm walking towards the man, he, the man changes, um, like almost like he glitches out and now, and now something else is standing in its place, but it's still the man. He goes from being a normal looking man in a kind of a, kind of a funny costume, um, selling ice cream. And then he's like, uh, the best way I could describe it was, it was almost like he now looks like he's been an animated by Pixar. He's got a, like a CG animated look to him. And then he changes into a much more cartoony version that you might see like in a, in, in a video game or something like that. And then he changes into like a almost plastic form. He almost looks like one of my uh, boys, uh, little people, Fisher Price little people, uh, like a plastic mold of a person. Um, and then in every, every version of him, he's always smiling and happy, but he just keeps changing into all these versions until I'm close enough to now order my ice cream. And then he's just back to being a normal man. And he, he hands me ice cream. And I don't, I, I don't actually look at what he's handing me, but he's selling ice cream. So it's gotta be ice cream. And so I take it and I turn around and then I go to look at the ice cream and it's a banana. And so I'm looking at this banana and I'm like, well, it's not ice cream, but I like bananas, so I'll eat it. And it's a, it's a real banana, but then it starts to do kind of the same thing as the man was doing. I go to try to pill it and now it's like rubber. It's like a rubber banana. And I can't actually pill it because it's, you know, and I squish it and I realize, well, there's not even a banana inside of it. It's just a rubber, you know, banana thing. And I'm like, well, I don't like this. So I want to get rid of it. And I see a garbage can and I go to put it in the garbage can. But before I can, the voice is back over my shoulder. And, and I guess I didn't think about it before, but he's always over my right shoulder. I don't know if that means anything or not, but uh, now that I think about it, he's always just here. And, uh, and he says, consider it. And I'm like, okay, so I consider the banana. And as I watch it, it goes from its banana form to its rubber banana form to an animated banana form to a Pixar animated and then a very cartoony. And it just keeps, and then like a, almost when it looks maybe like it's plastic or made of wood or something like that. And it just keeps doing that and keeps doing that. And I'm considering it. And then I wake up. And this is the first, I've, I've had times where I, I've shared my Jerusalem dream before, where I was in the old city in Jerusalem, and, you know, the, this is before the whole Russian-Ukraine thing, too. But the Russians were invading, and there was lots of really bad imagery in that that made me very sad. I woke up from that dream just in tears, just an emotional wreck, and it took me quite some time to calm down. This one I woke up, and it's like I'm still, even though I'm not, considering the banana it's almost like I'm still kind of in that mode like considering what am I supposed to take from all this and I'm awake and I heard an audible voice and this this has never happened before I I have seen things but I've never had it heard an audible voice and some people might say you were still asleep I, I wasn't I, I can't I can't prove any of this anyway but you know, you'll have to just yeah. believe me. I heard an audible voice while awake because it wasn't, I woke up and it wasn't immediate because I woke up and I'm watching my baby sleep. He was next to me. And I was, you know, consider this and I'm considering it, but I'm looking at my baby. And so I don't know how many minutes or, you know, I can't tell you exactly how long, but the voice said, and, and, and any time that God's speaking to me in my dreams, he always it's, almost, it's always like he's got to make me understand that I need to pay attention because he always says, Brad, 
whether he's speaking through my mom or he's speaking through himself or whatever, it's always Brad, comma. I need to pay attention to what he's going to say. And the voice said, Brad, the simulation is coming to an end. And I heard that voice. And at the same time, I'm still got my eyes on my son. He opens his eyes and he looks at me with confusion. So either he's looking at me because like, dad, why are you staring at me? Or I almost wonder if he heard the voice too and he's trying to figure out why it didn't sound like dad. It's hard to say. It could be, you know, I, I don't know if he was, if he actually heard that voice as well and that's what woke him up. But then he's now awake and so I'm comforting him and I don't really have a whole lot of time in that moment to consider. But by the time I got him back down and I went to get ready for my day, oh my God, it just hit me. I heard a, I heard a voice and what he said was so, so now every time that I say that I get goosebumps, Brad, the simulation is coming to an end. So I, and, and there was also, there was also a, you know, a few hours after that, there was like a, a necessity, like it popped in my head. There's just necessity. I have to share this with Scott. So I didn't, tell you that beforehand I just I, I went to work and I typed it all up and I sent it to you because I just felt like there was something in there that was maybe for you too and so I, I did that um, as quick as I could um, but even as I was typing it when I you know because the, the whole dream itself was very very interesting but then uh, I get to that point where I actually remember the voice and what it said and I get these weird goosebumps every time I say it now and uh, yeah so but what I took what I took from that immediately was the simple fact that I've had two dreams um, since uh, since we've not done any of these podcasts, and it made me realize that even though I'm going through my very busy day and doing all these things and making excuses, God has not left me. He's not done with me yet. And I told you in the email, I'm like, we got to get back to this. I, you know, I yeah, we got to figure. We got to figure out what we can do for him while we have the time. Um, but yeah, so that was it. That was it was a it was a weird, interesting dream. I think I even said that in email. I had a weird, interesting dream, um, and I still have a lot to ponder about it. Um, Scott and I have talked, discussed it. Um, you know, I have a lot. Of, he had a lot of good insight. I have a lot that, to ponder of what he said, but I also have a lot of my own personal pondering to still do it. I feel like this is one that I'll be pondering for a while. Um, I mentioned I had another dream. It was very, very short, and it was bef just before the whole Russia you invaded Ukraine thing. Yeah, you mentioned that you'd shared it before, or you'd spoken about it before, and I was wondering if you had on a podcast. Not on a podcast. Uh, yeah, you know, but I was just. Uh, it's just the fact that I've had I've had multiple dreams, even though we haven't been doing the podcast, was made me realize that he's not given up on me, even though I, I didn't want to. But in a way, I had kind of given up on him in a way. Not he's always with me. I, I I will never give up on God, but in a way, I I wasn't making him the priority like I was while we were podcasting. And, uh, and he's, you know, it makes me realize, well, he's, he's not giving up on me. Why am I, why am I not doing what I should, um, for him? So, um, but the other dream it was very short, very short. I can share it real quick too. Um, it was just before the whole Ukraine thing. Um, actually, no, I think Russia had invaded, but it was one or two days into the invasion. Um, and I just had this quick dream. I think God uses my mom a lot in my dreams um to 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 speak with me i've had three dreams that my mom has been in that i would say are god dreams and i don't and i don't i don't really remember any dream with great detail like these ones so that's why i just i i think there's more to them than just your everyday and and i i do believe they are from god um i don't think it's just my unconscious mind being weird um, I do have those dreams. I usually don't care and forget about them quickly because they're not important to me. Um, but the other one was 
very simple. My mom, it, it kind of started out a little silly. My mom and I were, were playing golf, which this is not something we ever did in, in real life. Um, I've played golf. I don't think she ever played golf in her whole life, <laughs> but we're, but we're, we're really in it. We're, we're dressed up like we are golfers, um, and all this kind of stuff. And we're on this, we're, we're, you know, we're walking to the next, uh, to the next, um, drive and, uh, there's this, and, it, and the, the, this might be important. The, the whole golf course is also like in a swampy marshy area. Um, so it's kind of, kind of a weird place to be playing golf anyway. Um, but we come to this point where the, the, the swamp and the, and, and, and the muck, we have to go across it to get to the, to the other side where we'll now hit our next golf ball. As you can probably tell, see, I don't golf much. I don't even know the terms and stuff very well. <laughs> um, we've done it maybe a hand. I could probably count on one hand how many times I've golfed in my life. Um, but uh, my mom goes goes through. She just walks right through this muck first, and and, uh, and I'm on the opposite side of the bank now. She makes it to the other side, and she says, "Hold on, before you come across." She says, "I've got something in my shoe," and so she sits down and she takes off her shoe. And she pulls out a snake out of her shoe. And uh, it's one of them, could matter, I don't know. It's one of those ones that um, could be poisonous because it's got the red and yellow black markings and, and all that. And that could be, that could be important. Um, but she, she holds it up to me. And once again, Brad, and she says it three times. Brad, I need you to understand this is a military snake. And at first I'm like, what? And so she said, Brad, and she's not fierce with me, but she's like, pay attention. You know, she's not angry with me, but it's pay attention, Brad. This is a military snake. And I'm still not quite getting it. Third time, Brad, I need you to understand this is a military snake. And then I, that was it. That was the dream. I woke up right after that. And I was still not sure about that one. Um, that one's been a hard one for me to decipher what that was about. Um, I mean, I already I already was, you know, upset with the Russian military. I don't know if that had something to do with it or not. I don't know if it's our military or their military or what military. Um, and I still don't know you know why why i gotta why i've got to understand that that snake was a military snake i still don't fully understand what that one means um so i'm also pondering that one with god and and a lot of times a lot of times with me and god um i get a little impatient like i want the answers now and a year will go by and i'll realize oh he gave me the answer i just was being maybe a little impatient didn't see it or you know, or it'll finally occur to me because something else will make me realize. So that could be a dream that will be important a month from now, a year from now. I don't know for sure, but but uh, but yeah. So now both of those are on record. Wow. So I've I've just been quiet this whole time. Just wanted to give you the place to 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 get all those out. Um. But one of the things. Uh, I was going to talk about is just everything that's been going on in the world since we've last spoken. I'm not going to share every detail of everything. Uh, you guys know what's going on, or or at least depending on where you are in the world, maybe you don't. Maybe it's being hidden from you. I don't know. But again, I don't want to say the Holy Spirit has just come to me and given me. No, no, no. This is just me. Uh, pondering what you've said but I've been thinking about all of the deception and all of the the I guess the best way to put it is, is the militant actions of the enemy and that's what it makes me think about this is a military snake it has purpose it has design it has an agenda, it has a mission, it has a plan, 
It's not just a random snake that happened to wander into your path. It was in that shoe. It was in her shoe with design, with intent, trying to get into your peace. Uh, your feet are shod with peace, according to Ephesians 6. Right. And the snake was in her shoe. Uh, and she wanted you to know this is a military snake. That tells me it has design, it has purpose. And the serpents of the enemy have been moving. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm just shocked and amazed how many things are happening which I feel like 20 years ago we would have just automatically all been saying, how stupid is that? How obvious is that? And now we're just going along with it. Right. Now society in general is going, um, pay, you know, uh, there's a whole pay no, uh, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. And there's some people who are going like, you just told us there's a man behind the curtain. We walk over, whoo, we pull the curtain. Look, there's the man behind it. I said, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. And how many people are going, he said, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. There's no man behind the curtain. I just pulled the curtain. Look at the man. No, there's no man behind the curtain. He said there's no man behind the curtain. Right. No man, pay, pay no attention. It's like, I, I'm, I'm just shocked and overwhelmed at the number of, of, of stupidly obvious things that we're just letting go. Yep. And I mentioned before, um, I, I, I listen to Joe Rogan and Russell Brand a lot because I, I respect them because I, I think they're honestly they're, – they're capable of trying to analyze the evidence as it comes in. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think spiritually they're in a place where they need to be. But I like them. I, I tell my mom the other day, it's kind of like we're from Iowa – so here we have the University of Iowa Hawkeyes and the University of Iowa State Cyclones and their competitors, and you have your fans on both sides. So I said, I said, if you had a guy in full Hawkeye gear, just you know, face painted, he's going to a game, and he's like, Hawkeyes are the best, Cyclones stink. And you'd say, Oh, okay, it might be true, but we have to take what he says with a grain of salt, because he's completely biased, you know. Not saying it's wrong, but he'd be saying that no matter what. Right. You had a guy face painted Hawkeye gear, dressed up in Hawkeye paraphernalia, and he said, you know what? Cyclones are the better team. It's like, oh, wow. Now you're suddenly paying attention. Because someone who doesn't want to say that, if he's forced to admit that, there's probably some pretty heavy evidence right. to go along with that. And that's one of the reasons I like Joe Rogan and Russell Brand. I've been paying attention to them. And and Russell Brand was talking about something the other day that was so blatantly obvious. And he's bringing this out. And and it's crazy. Russell Brand, of all people, is being attacked as a right-wing conspiracy theory nut job because he's he's putting he's because he's plainly laying out and discussing the facts and not the agenda they want you to abide by. And that's one of the things he's discussed, you know. Uh you get labeled as misinformation on certain sites, on certain, uh, on the internet. And he, he goes through and he shows how, wait a second, this was fact-checked by the British Medical Journal and a number of prominent doctors and all of their lawyers went through this and everyone went through and they did the research and here's the research and everything, everything is lining up perfectly and they call it misinformation, not because it is misinformation, not because anything on that's a lie, not because anything's wrong, because it goes against the agenda they want you to believe. And and I pointed out to him, I, I, I responded back, and he actually responded back to me, which was kind of cool. Uh, but I, I, I sent to him, I said, this is why, I said, you don't like to work in speculation. And you don't you you like to stick with the facts, and I respect that. But this is why we have so many conspiracy theories, uh, because the facts don't line up with everything they're telling us. 
And I said, you, you either have to come to the point where there's a conspiracy or there's also, uh, instead of conspiracy theory, I call it the idiot theory, where everyone on that side of the line is just a massive moron. You can't believe they're that stupid to be saying this. And, and I basically expressed, you know, what he was saying, you know, and, and, and lined it up step by step and said, you're coming to this conclusion that there's an agenda. There is something nefarious going on with all of these facts that you're stating. And the reason I'm pointing all of this out is because it's becoming so obvious that even people like that are saying it. Not, um, not the, the Christian fundamentalists, the, the people, like I said, the people, there are people in Hawkeye gear. There are people on sports. You know, if you're from a part of the world, you don't know who the Hawkeyes or Cyclones are. You don't know what Iowa is. Uh, think of the uh, a sports team or, or somewhere, someplace near you where there's two competing sides of anything. And one side who's always, we're right, we're right, we're right, you people all stink, you know, you know, if they stop and go, you know what, the other side might have a point, the other side might be right on this, whoa, that, that really catches you. And that's why those two I, I've been paying attention to because that's what they're doing. They shouldn't be on this side. They shouldn't be saying the things they're saying unless there's some serious evidence Usually in a lot of this, we get people that, that everyone says, ah, oh, they're religious nut jobs. They're whacked out conspiracy theorists. Uh, they're just preachers from the pulpit. That you know they, they were saying this all the time anyway. It uh, doesn't make them wrong. It just makes them easy to blow off by people on that side of the line. Right. And there's a lot of deception and darkness that's going on right now. I mean, uh, I was I was watching the videos of the screaming coming from China. Yeah. Uh, I was I was. Oh my goodness, I, you know, and everything happened. There's wars and rumors of wars. There's there's lying going on on all sorts. There there's the banning that there's the banning of free speech everywhere they can. And everyone who stands up in support of free speech, uh, they're being attacked as anti-free speech. I mean, it's that ridiculous. They're saying that free speech uh, will allow more conservative opinions and things like that to just be able to use hate speech. The truth has become hate speech. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it's the, the hypocrisy of it that drives me crazy. Um, but I'm noticing that more and more people that are on an opposite side of things are starting to see it, are starting to realize it, and they're, they're coming back to their side. Because it's not just those two. There are so many. Even, even, oh, yeah. even some, even some uh, uh, I, hate, I hate media. Oh God, I hate I hate the I hate the news people. But I've noticed that on both sides, um, there are they're kind of coming to some sort of almost middle ground now. Not everybody, but some of them are. And when they say something that's not part of the narrative, very quickly someone will try to interject. And, oh yeah, and, yeah. and try to stop it. But there are people who are seeing it. And they're and they understand that there's a hypocrisy with it. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that more and more of this will happen. And well, specifically, I was talking about I was thinking of Elon Musk too, and this whole thing with Twitter going on. Right. And Elon Musk comes out and says, "I'm a proponent of free speech," which means if you disagree with me, you're still allowed to say it. Right. If you offend me, you're still allowed to say it. And he was attacked by someone else by all these people who were afraid of that. And being and he's being attacked as someone who's against free speech, and he's basically explaining what free speech is, <laughs> and what they're explaining is if you don't abide by what we want you to say, that's hate. Speech. That's that's horrible. So you don't have free speech. Well, no, 
He has free speech. He's for free speech. That's the whole point. You're against free speech. You're the tyrant who says, no, you must only say what we want you to say. And But all of this, basically, I was just throwing out some points going on in all of this, all the darkness and all the, the obvious ludicrousness of what's going on. And you walk in with that shirt. <laughs> and I just noticed what it said about 15 minutes ago. And the thing, the reason I thought that, or the reason it struck me is because that has been the prayer on my heart for the last week. Yes. Things have just been nasty. Things have just been horrible. Things have been happening. And God has just laid it on my heart to say, even so, come Lord Jesus. He's just been talking to me, you know, uh, just telling me to desire the return of Jesus Christ, to desire that place where, yeah, we know we got to go through the blood and the gore. We know we got to go through, we just talked in Genesis about covenant and having to cut the meat and cut the flesh and pass between the flesh and how important that is. And we're going to have to go through some dark, dark times to get there are our hearts at a place where we say, I don't care. Come, Lord Jesus. That's all I care about. I want that union with him so badly, I don't care what it takes to get there. And that's that's why I brought all of this up and kind of rambled on for a while about the darkness because come, Lord Jesus. Well, it's like what we, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but we talked about in the study too that we have to go through the darkness so then when we do get the gift, we appreciate it. Because, you know, the example I, that I said was, you know, if I have no tribulation or no troubles in my whole life and God then says, okay, come on into heaven, I don't really appreciate it. But if I now have a comparison, this is amazing, that was horrible. Mm -hmm. This is the diamond pool that everyone is just so happy and that's the blood, gut, and gores. I want this. And I'm going to appreciate it even more because I could be over there. And yeah. now I know it. And, uh, but yeah, no, even so, yes, even so, even if we have to go through it, even so. So I, that's why I stopped and I wanted to write that down so I didn't forget while you were talking about your, uh, your dreams and stuff. Cause I was just, I had to go even so come Lord Jesus. I had, I had to mention that if I mentioned nothing else, I mean, there's, like we said, there's been a lot of garbage going on all over the world since we last podcast, since we last recorded a podcast. Um, I don't know where you are in the world. I know that some in our past, uh, some of the people hitting uh, uh, hitting us up and checking us out were from China. Yeah, and I know that recently China has just banned any mention of Jesus Christ on the internet. In any email and any tech, they they banned it completely. So, man, we pray for you guys. Um, I, I, we're not there yet, but we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm watching things with. I I I could give specific example after specific example after specific example, which most of you already know about, but basically. The world is lying to us on, I, I, I think we're getting real close to the end of it all. And when I say real close, I don't mean tomorrow. Um, I, a quick shout out. Um, I've shouted out before, but um, Troy Black, Jonathan and Jilliana, I think it's Jilliana. Um, I just want to say a shout out to them. I shouted them out before, but I want to say it again. They've been... They've been on my heart lately. They put out some things that have really touched me lately. And um, Troy Black had one that he basically said he had a vision from God that within five years, there's going, there are going to be some leaders that come out, bright shining lights for God uh, that right now he's preparing. And I remember just weeping, uh, hearing that and just crying and just having to acknowledge to God that I'm not there. I'm not there. Uh, I'm not chasing. And, and that was that was a powerful thing for me that I needed to go through. You know, God just had to wake me up and, and say, 
does, you know, not only recognition that I'm not there, but it's like God was saying, does it mean something to you or do you care? Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that I, it was making me weep like that, it was actually encouraging me when it was all said and done. At the moment, I was just suffering. But looking back, I'm like, it was like God was revealing to me, this is important to you. So do something about it. So start chasing him uh, with more strength, with more passion. Come, Lord Jesus. Uh, I think I've mentioned this before in a podcast, but it's worth mentioning again. I was just laughing with Brad about it the other day. I remember in the 80s and there was this big movement. You know, the rapture could happen at any moment and God's going to 88 reasons why God will return in 88 and all that kind of thing. And the Batman movie with Michael Keaton was coming out pretty soon. And I remember thinking, oh, God, please don't come back before Batman. I want to see Batman. And now I look back and how stupid and absurd that thought was. But that's where I was, you know, at that place. And now I look back and I say, oh, I don't care if I see another movie for the rest of my life. Come, Lord Jesus. Yes. And... uh I, you know, I mean, it's just one thing after another is falling in my life that I used to care so much about. It's not all gone. No, no, no. It's not all gone. I'm still working, but I, I keep, I'm amazed at how many things that I used to put so much passion into and so much love that they're just gone and I don't care anymore. And I'm growing closer. I hope you guys are too. I really hope. Everyone is not listening to us. Everyone is seeking God for themselves. I hope we're an encouragement. But I hope, really, that's all we are. I, I, I mean, I, I hope we're, we're helping. But I hope what, what you're doing is drawing closer to God each and every day. Not us. It's not about us. Never has been, never will be. Um, I guess I, I really got nothing more to say. Are you good wrapping it up there, or do you? I don't want to jump on anything else. I think it's a very good point uh, to end on. Um, we hope this is an encouragement to you, but ultimately, yes, uh, it's not about us. Uh, and the whole goal of this is just to encourage you to the one that it is all about. So, um, yeah, that would be my prayer that this will encourage you to to do your own chase and work on your own relationship and i like that then within five years there's going to be some people who are going to be strong leaders for god and sorry it's my phone (laughs) and go on yeah and i i appreciate that that image and i hope that's true and yeah you're you're not wrong uh that's a convicting statement do i think that I'm there. No. No. So let's all work on our own personal growth. And uh, yeah, I think we'll say until next time. This has been Brad. And this has been Scott. And come quickly, Lord Jesus.